You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. scalp feels so nice (laughs) (laughs) welcome to another episode of extreme my name is zach my name is joey and this is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games again that echo came back i don't even know where it's from welcome back but uh yeah now we're hanging 10 on the on the uh tornado i believe that's the name of the biplane right uh the sonic sonic plane yeah. The Sonic Tornado, <laughs> and we're uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about what we just went through, right? Let's go. Uh, let's talk. So let's. Uh, oh, wait, Joey, yes. do you see that coming what? at us? What is that? I can't make it out. It seems like a. Oh God, is that a missile? Oh God, the plane's going down. 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 Oh gosh. Are you okay? Uh I think so. Oh yeah. man. Did, sorry, alive. did good I'm good. Alive. Did did you did you have your explosion pants on? Uh yes, thankfully. Okay, Thank good, God good. Because explosion I'm, pants. God, I'm really happy we switched into our explosion pants after. Otherwise that would have really hurt. Yeah. But uh we lost our ride. Uh, uh well. We may as well just keep walking through. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll we're gonna cut break it here, and we'll be right back, you guys. Um, Joey, don't forget your stuff. Get it out of the plane. Got it. Get it. All right. Okay. Okay. Heft onto my shoulder. Oh God! What do you have in here?
Okay, I'm putting this bag down. It's okay. so heavy. What do you have in here? Okay, I'm going to open this up. It's just uh, bull testicles. Oh, God, what? Why do you have all these? Snacks. Oh, good Lord, you're taking this back. And you sort your shit out. I'm going to talk about the stage. It's good protein. <laughs> okay, we went through a Mirage Saloon. <laughs> yes. So, initially we were chilling out with Knuckles on the on the uh, biplane. Uh, but he got just kind of knocked off, I guess, by the heavy magician who seemed to be flying by. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you got to wear seatbelts, kids. You wear seatbelts on planes. Uh, yes, or at least explosion pants. Or at least explosion pants, okay? And these are copyright. We have the exclusive distribution rights on explosion pants. So you got to come asking us. Otherwise, wear seatbelt. Uh, but then he prefer- he's- he starts sending... Sorry, the uh, heavy magician starts sending some enemies at you. And uh, the stage begins. And it's an on-rails... Uh, basically an on-rails section, right? Yeah. So... You're kind of just on the plane as Tails is flying it, uh, and just kind of platform, not platforming, just kind of dodging enemies and enemy fire that's coming at you? Yeah, like side-scroller, automat- like those automatic side-scrollers. Exactly. Um, it's a cool little take on the side-scroller, because technically the floor is never there, but it's always there, the floor being right. the plane. What happens if you jump um, off? Uh, so that's a cool thing, actually. So Tails will probably try and keep up with you, uh-huh. depending if you oh, don't yeah, do true. any kind of weird movements. Yeah. But if you kind of move too erratically, you'll end up falling off the plane because he just can't keep up. So it's interesting because it's kind of saying, you know, hey, uh, don't worry about it. This is basically a stable platform. But then again, if you try to go too crazy with your movements and jump all over the place, yeah. you realize this platform has edges. We'll keep it. We'll keep it realistic. Uh, yeah, as as realistic as a hedgehog <laughs> balancing on a biplane <laughs> driven by a two-tailed fox. Yes. Realism. <laughs> um, but I wanted to say, so you dodge danger, destroy despicable desperados, and try not to drop dead. Oh, yeah. That should have been the tagline for this that, that was a great tagline. Thank you. But yeah, otherwise, this is basically a fairly straightforward auto-scrolling section. Um, you can control the altitude of the plane. Um, and a cool little side thing is that some enemies can become platforms once you destroy them whatever's on top of them um which seems a little weird um not the enemies becoming platforms thing but there's clearly like a parent child thing going on with the robot (laughs) where it's like the adult is the platform and the kid is the one shooting at you okay and you like destroy the one on top which is the kid and then you're kind of just standing on the robot parent parents back just kind of gloating over your victory yeah. And destroying their fake robot child. And the the robot adult is just too distraught to do anything about it. It's so distraught it's almost like nothing happened. <laughs> it's like it just becomes like it like shuts down emotionally and figuratively. Oh yeah. But not literally, otherwise that would thing would have fallen to the ground and would have tanked. Um but yeah, it's just a weird little Side note in my head that probably nobody cared to listen to, but I said it anyway, so there we go. 
Wait, what did you say? I already forget. Good, good. Let's, let's keep it that way. Um, but then you end up, as this auto-scrolling section ends, you catch up to the eggs press train. Oh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry that my pun sent you into convulsions. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was just too good, right? Too good. Um, but yeah, I, just a quick thing. Why does Eggman have to have everything with his face on it? I know, right? It's like a little overboard. It's oh. like the most, he's the most narcissistic motherfucker out there. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to build a robot, but I want it to have my face on it. Um, so you can't just put that on everything. What if it's just everything that I'm in? How's that? <laughs> Like, everything I pilot, can it look like me? Like, well, I mean, you are the you are the master. You can do whatever you want. And then he did it, and everything has a mustache now. <laughs> Just imagine, like, if you had your car like that. There's a giant mustache on it. Or like, or, like, well, I guess, Joey, in your case, the car kind of matches your head already. It is doesn't have hair on it, so. Ouch. <laughs> it's okay i shaved my head down to in solidarity <laughs> now i have my, I'm, I'm back to my buzz cut all right so we're good um hopefully buzz uh, but he <laughs> uh but so it's a cool little actually part of the stage here uh because you start off at the front of the train which is basically where you need to end the stage uh but the train kind of speeds past you Kind of showing not just like a bland section of the entire area you're about to go through, but the actual stage you will be traversing. Yeah. Like, including with enemies and obstacles and springs, everything is just kind yeah. of on display as you're basically taking through a very fast tour of the second half of Act One. Right. Which is a very cool idea. Yeah, totally. Because you get a good sense of everything that's coming up, which usually doesn't happen in a platformer. Right. At least not to this extent. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. They went, they went into detail with it. I liked it. I appreciate it, because they could have just as easily like propped you at the back right. and then been like, here you go, now you're on the train. But no, they kind of have you actually catch up to the front of the train, see him, and then he speeds off. Kind of being like, oh shit, like you caught me. And then kind of just, you see the train cars passing by. Yeah. It's a good little point of detail. And not even just yeah. that, but from a design standpoint, it gives the player a sense of what they're going to be encountering right. throughout the rest of the stage. Which yeah. kind of sets an expectation, right? Yeah. And it makes it a lot more interesting for the player. Yeah. And like... Uh, so, yeah. Even, you don't even know that it's going to be that until you get there and it's like uh yeah right and then you're just like oh wait that was the thing that i saw uh, okay because i mean yeah. it's not slowly taking you by it's pretty quick so you get yeah. like not like in-depth like right. here is the barrel that you may fall down sometime and here <laughs> is the enemy that may be in your way and causing you such distress uh, no it's a quick little speed through yeah um, but speaking of this part of the this part of Act One, um, it goes to a more uh, basic kind of platforming section, which is fine. Um, 
there's not too much to talk about in that second half itself, aside from there's these moving barrels that you kind of fall through to go into a different section of the stage. Just a minor game element there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the animation on the gun there at the end, where you kind of jump into the gun cannon. Yeah. It's so slick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That That looks so fucking slick. I like it a lot. Especially whoever animated the, that what? what yeah i was just saying whoever animated that like kudos like that is so goddamn smooth it's like i'm eating like goddamn peanut butter it's buttery buttery. it's so hell. buttery smooth yeah. you just grab the animation of grabbing the gun doing the sick flip and then shooting it off oh, oh yeah it's like so fucking cool i almost forgot that it's basically just a reskin of an older element that we've seen before yeah but it's like so much better this way i know now it just makes me wish the other ones previous to this all have that same yeah, kind of flair they should have just all been guns they should have all just been gun. gun. sonic should just exclusively be jumped around in gun in gun <laughs> mode be like if he needs to go anywhere like gun travel <laughs> gun travel. that is that would be so cool, Joey. Can we? Can we? Can Elon just make that? Planes, trains, and automatic weapons. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Got it. <laughs> you it. nailed it. I nailed it. I was wondering how we would get that reference in, but you fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just as you're about to finish up this act, so it shoots you back onto the plane. Which, holy shit, Tails has some spot on like accuracy aiming to make sure that you got caught on the plane oh yeah um just in time for the mini boss to show up uh which is an uber caterpillar uber caterpillar uh which is just summoned basically from the heavy magician and turns a lot bigger but it's kind of a very straightforward fight Mm -hmm. uh it'll jump at you from either the left or right or vice versa or it'll try and jump at you from the foreground or the background and vice versa that's about it yeah um this boss fight probably would have been a lot more impressive back in the mid 90s when sonic first came out and been like whoa look at it looks like the caterpillar's trying to jump out of the screen (laughs) it's extreme (laughs) oh can't do that boys um but the boss fight in itself is kind of boring. Yeah, especially since you're just standing there. Yeah, you're just on a plane. Nothing else is really happening. All you really need to do is just time your jumps properly. Yeah. Make sure you hit the head, which is kind of hard in a sense, especially when it does foreground to background because you can't really judge when you should jump. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the depth isn't really displayed too differently. Um. Mm-hmm. Like a bit, it gets a little bit bigger to show that it's getting closer, but not yeah, enough it's to... not s- accurate, really. Well, especially when you need to specifically hit a part of the body, like yeah, the head. exactly. And not just any part of the caterpillar. Yeah. It just makes for it a bit harder to judge when you're supposed to jump. Uh, maybe that could have been a little better uh, conveyed to the player. Agreed. Uh, but otherwise, a, a pretty solid act one. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and then like we said before, uh, we got sidetracked. Um, Act 2 kind of began as the uh, plane we were in blew up 
and crashed into the ground um, by something that looked like a, I don't even know, like a bird? It, yeah, it threw well, a missile. It threw a bomb or something at us. Yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe we just do that internet backstory right now for the thing that threw it at us. Do it. Internet backstory. Yes, so internet backstory for being the dynamite. Uh, because when the hell am I going to get to talk about being the dynamite? <laughs> uh, being the dynamite or, uh, being the dynamite, uh, I probably butchered that, but, uh, sorry. Uh, he's a playable character in Sonic the Fighters, an anthropomorphic woodpecker who competed in the fighting tournament for the Chaos Emeralds and the right to destroy the Death Egg 2. Um, in the battle, Bean is capable of throwing endless amounts of bombs for his amusement and defense. Um, let's see. Bean the Dynamite is based on characters Bin and Pin from the 1988 arcade game Dynamite Ducks. That is ducks with, a, with an X. <laughs> so 90s. Uh, oh, so 90s. Developed by uh, Sega AM2, where the aforementioned ducks, now with a CKS, Attempt to rescue a girl called Lucy from the evil sorcerer, uh, Acha, Acha, Okay. Uh, Bean is close to the Japanese pronunciation of Bin. Uh, Bean is near identical to Bin and Pin, except for the green feathers and his attire. Um, let's dig down. We don't care so much about his cameo appearances. Uh, most of Bean's personality is hard to define, though he is characterized with rapid and erratic movements. Uh, suggested that he is either hyperactive or highly eccentric. He loves sports and is particularly good at soccer. Supposedly, he is also considered dangerous. Well, who'd have thunk it with a thing that literally only throws bombs? <laughs> um, he was in the Archie comics... Um, Whereas he is a mercenary with an undefinable past, uh, appear to uh, attack Sonic with his partner Bark, we'll talk about later, uh, but was driven off by the Freedom Fighters and their allies um, after serving Mammoth Mogul for a while. Bark and Bite joined Knack as Team Hooligan to find a Soul Emerald, but they eventually had to give up their hunt after facing too much opposition. Team Hooligan is a great name. Team Hooligan. <laughs> Team Hooligan. Yeah. That should have been like that should be a name for like a like a after work softball team. <laughs> That's like trying oh like way too hard to sound edgy. Uh, that was but a, you dug deep for that one. But at the same time, they can't be too edgy because they are associated with a work right. engagement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. According oh, to. Thank you. According to Bean's Japanese intro or bio in Fighters Mega Mix official guide, Bean, the character from the 1988, uh, is his father. The difference in this in the species, Bean being a duck, but Bean being a woodpecker, is not explained. All right. Um, yeah. Who knew? Uh, Bean is one of three characters, along with Fang the Sniper and Mephils the Dark, uh, to have a title that does not refer to his species. Dynamite refers to his expertise in explosives. 
Um, according to an interview with Sonic Central, Sonic does not know the whereabouts of Bean, Ray the Flying Squirrel, Bark the Polar Bear, Knack the Weasel, Chaos, or Tikal. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bean makes a cameo in the front of Sonic X number 34 as a pool floaty Tails has on. It can also be... What? That is not a word. It can also notice that there is a Sonic Fighters logo on the Bean floaty. Damn you, Wiki! Arc. Damn you, Wiki! Making me sound dumb! They forgot a B. Proofread your goddamn sentences, Wiki. But that is being the Dynamite Internet Backstory. Internet Backstory. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I was going to talk about him anyway, but good we split it up. Now we're on to Act 2. Yes. And there are tons of references here. Uh, Just to name a few, we have some posters up. Uh, Fang the Sniper, Bark the Polar Bear, and the aforementioned Bean the Dynamite. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, and then another thing I thought was pretty cool, uh, some of the cans in the saloons are labeled SH2 Cream. Uh, that is SH number two cream, uh, because it's the initials of the, sorry, the SH2 are the initials of the primary CPU on the Sega 32X. Interesting. So there are so many little details here. Um, there's too many for me to go over without making this episode go over a fucking two hours. <laughs> um, but I want to move on and talk about this stage in general. Or sorry, this act in general. Which kind it's of... Fun. It's a lot more fun. It's, it's Well, I mean, the first act was fun, but this is even yeah. more fun. Yeah. Because they kind of just go whole hog with this Mirage Saloon kind of vibe. Right. Where it's like got deserts and it's got bars everything oh, yeah. a nomadic heavy drinker wants <laughs> <laughs> um but they have a lot like like uh, stardust speedway act two this act is full of game elements not mm-hmm. so much game mechanics right um so just to name a few we have pinball bumpers that are used for launching in any which way yeah um fun. yeah kind of like a reference to sonic spinball where he was used in a pinball kind of way. Uh, there's another one, which is a fizzy lifting bridge, I guess. Uh, um, which is created by hitting a button on top of one of those comical, like... You know how they used in, like, 1940s slapstick? Where they had, like, pressurized, like, water in a can. That they would just spray at clowns and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, the most stereotypical thing you can think of. That's in this. <laughs> of course. And, uh, but yeah, the can is so huge and the water is apparently dense enough or you're going fast enough that you can just run on the water yeah that's cool with me (laughs) either that or it's like the fizzy lifting drink from wonka kind of got loose oh nice that would be uh (laughs) i wouldn't be averse to that crossover in universes sonic cross willy wonka (laughs) that works in my mind i think so so (laughs) we'll have charlie eating chocolate but Sonic's eating it a lot faster because you're too slow. <laughs> um, and then there's just a fun thing I want to talk about. It's kind of a game element, but it's just something fun that they put in. Um, some of the walls and the floors are key, uh, piano keys. Yeah. Um, and when you jump on them, it just plays some music. Yeah. Just like, why not? Just it's kind of cool. There. I like it. Yeah. It adds, t- it adds to the overall vibe of the stage. Yeah. 
the stage has a good vibe. Yeah, sometimes you can't just you gotta put some stuff in that's just fun. Like it doesn't yeah. detract from the stage in any way. In fact, it adds to it. Yeah. Kind of adds to the saloony vibe. Right. Just and it's vibe. fun. Yeah. It's not something stupid that they just wanted to ham fist in there. It's right. just I'm all on board for game elements that make something fun. Indeed. Um, and then they also just threw in spinning on chairs. So <laughs> please refer back to Press Gardens when we were spinning on the other platforms, and that's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there is a just weird thing. It's kind of very Scooby Dooish. I wanted to kind of call it out. Where there's like a poster of the heavy king in some of the saloons uh-huh. that just kind of follows you with its eyes, like in all the Scooby Doo's, uh... where it's like somebody's just kind of like standing behind a picture and like watching you. Like, yeah. I swear that picture was watching us. <laughs> Be like, no, you're just seeing things. You had way too many Scooby snacks. <laughs> By the way, Scooby snacks totally a euphemism for getting high, right? Um. Yes. A hundred percent. It's Shaggy we're talking about and Scooby-Doo. Like, exactly. Like, they're totally like, why do you think he ate so much? Like, Scooby-Doo didn't actually talk. Shaggy was oh. just high as fuck. Oh, yeah. Like, he was, like, super high as fuck. <laughs> I mean, do you think any normal person could eat the sandwiches that Shaggy makes when he goes <laughs> into, like, houses? By the way, he just makes sandwiches in people's houses and steals their food. Ultimate munchies. <laughs> like super ultimate munchies <laughs> like okay what am i gonna put on here like mayo and a whole thing of onions oreos. and like oreos and like stuffed in between two huge baguettes yeah um but yeah well i got really off track um is there anything else you want to talk about with the stage guns more guns yes more guns that you get shot out of which have so much Ric Flair, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we move on to the boss? The boss. Yeah, Heavy Magician, which has a very dazzling little intro. Yeah. Uh, but then quickly kind of starts transforming into either one of three people, either the aforementioned Fang, Bark, or Bean. Um, Fang uh, bounces on, on the tail, on their tail, and shoot you with their pop gun. At least what I assume is a pop gun. Yeah, that would go with the, the theme. That would go with the theme. And then Bark grab, smashes the ground and kind of causes things on the ceiling to fall down. And Bean obviously just throws bombs. <laughs> Classic Bean. Classic Bean. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you end up just kind of taking him down. Um I, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. you kind of hit him a few times, the magician goes back into the box and becomes a different character, and then rinse and repeat. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I like the yeah. variety, but uh, not much else to it. Right, the fight and, is standard, but it's got some good variety, so that's cool. Like the stage itself, it's full of flair. Right. But not much else? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm... The stage is good. I don't yeah, want to. It is good. I'm going to save my hate for the next stage, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then we beat Act 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then we... Uh, yeah. 
we have a little bit more uh, internet backstory. Internet backstory. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to jump through a lot of internet backstory all in one here. I'm going to go through the Heavy Magician, Fang the Sniper, and Bark the Polar Bear all really fast. Good thing there's not a ton for each of them. Um, so I'm just going to go straight to the trivia, uh, the Heavy Magician trivia. Um, the Heavy Magician transforming into Fang, Bean, or Bark marks the first time since Sonic the Fighters that that trio has appeared, aside from cameos, in a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Um, in the files of Sonic Mania, the Heavy Magician is de designated as the Heavy Mystic. Um, and the sound effect used when the Heavy Magician transforms into either of them is taken from various 8-bit Sonic titles when a player loses their rings. Um, this may be a reference to Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble, the first game that Fang first appeared in. Because I was actually trying to place where that sound effect was each time. Uh -huh. Because my cousin gave me her Game Gear, and one of the games I had on there was Sonic's Triple Trouble. Oh, nice. And I was like, this sound effect sounds so familiar. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it makes more sense now. <laughs> By the way, apparently uh, the Heavy Magician, I didn't realize that the um, the robots were gendered, but the Heavy Magician is a, is a lady robot. Oh. According right. to this wiki. All right. I didn't think they were gendered. Yeah. But okay. Thank you, wiki. More you know. <laughs> Uh, but now on to Fang the Sniper, or uh, Fangu the Sniper. Sniper. God, I am just the worst at Japanese. <laughs> also called Knack the Weasel as a fictional character, obviously. Uh, an anthropomorphic animal and treasure hunter living in the special stage who tries to get his hands on the Chaos Emeralds for monetary purposes. Uh, he is a, yeah, he is a slick villain. But, with, but his aspirations are very small time. Uh, he uses a pop gun as his primary weapon, and the Marvelous Queen Aero Bike as his mode of transportation. Uh, Fang was created by Shinchi Higashi, uh, with permission from uh, Naoto Oshihimi. Uh, he, uh, in an interview with ArtToys.com, um, Shinchi... Uh, got interested, uh, sorry, got interest of the Sega's blue mascot after studying for designing an art school. Oh my god, let's get to the part about Fang. <laughs> Fang the Sniper was the first professional character he designed. There we go. Um, he designed Fang with Jerboa motif in mind. I'm not familiar with what that is. Um... However, the sales department of Sega decided upon him being half Jerboa and half Wolf in Japan and a weasel in North America. I guess Jerboa is a, an animal. Um, let's move on. There's actually way too much to talk about with Fang. So I'm just going to go into... Personality! Fang is a mischievous treasure hunter who tries to be sneaky and cunning, although his overconfidence and overall naivete proves to be his biggest flaw. Uh, he said to desire the Chaos Emeralds not because he knows of their true power, but because it will fetch a hefty price on the market. Uh, Fang also appears to be a coward. Uh, while Fang had no dialogue, he showed himself to be comedic, egotistical, bad boy. Bad... bad boy? Bad, bad guy. Bad boy. 
Who's, <laughs> who sows his own defeat in Sonic Triple Trouble. Uh, this is shown by his fire trap backfiring and lighting himself on fire in the first encounter and getting shot by his own heat-seeking missile while gloating in his fourth battle. Um, let's see what else we got. He is referenced in Sonic the Comic, and we kind of mentioned that he teamed up with Bean to create the uh, Team Hooligan. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I I underestimated how much stuff there is here. <laughs> I'm going to go on to Bark the Polar Bear. Uh, Bark the Polar Bear. Baku the Polar Bear. I hope that was good. Um, I don't mean to have like a weird accent when I say that. It just kind of comes out. Uh, he's a playable character saw the fighters. He's an anthropomorphic yellow polar bear who competed in the fighting tournament for the right to destroy the death egg too. He specializes in throws and flattening an opponent, but lacks in speed. Um, Bark was one of the participants. Um, he is found as an opponent in the Aurora ice field. If Bark won, he, uh, he would get the Chaos Emeralds and earn the right to use them for Tails. Single seat Lunar Fox, which would take him to the Death Egg 2 to destroy it. Um, he is referenced in a lot of different games, but his personality uh, is shown to be serious during matches. Accordingly, Bark is blunt and quiet due to being a shy guy. I didn't even see him wear the mask. How could he be a shy guy? <laughs> but he is known to be a gentle, uh, gentle and loving heart. Um, in the Archie comics, he uh, is a silent partner of Bean. Uh, Bark himself is a walking enigma as no one knows where he came from or what his motivations are. He used to be, again, a part of the same mercenary group we mentioned before. Was hired to ambush Sonic on Sonic's birthday. But the duo was soon outnumbered and they had to retreat. Um, let me move on. Uh, Bark is North Island's number one snowboarder. <laughs> so there you go, in case there was ever any kind of contest going on. Now you fucking know. Well, I guess I'm not going to challenge him. No, you best not. Um... And that's... I'm going to say that's the end of this very long internet backstory. Internet backstory. Woo-wee. Okay, good. That took forever. <laughs> <laughs> I underestimated how much information there was, and I know I shortchanged you guys, but you can look on the wiki for the rest of your information. I'm so sorry. <sighs> okay. And All now right. we move on. And uh, yes. Joey. Uh-huh. I think our dream is about to come true. Yes. Do you want to travel in the gun with me? I do. I want this to be my main mode of transportation. All right. Well, we're going to try it out now. Let's head on into the gun and fire ourselves off. Boy, I am so excited. <laughs> okay. Um, so we just kind of lift this flap here. Um, I guess in. there's nothing. Jump in. Okay. I Jump thought there'd in. be like a pod or something. Okay. I'm hopping in. Ready? Okay. Are you set? I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the door and then we'll fire yeah. off. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I'm shutting it. There we go. And we do we wait for something or?
awesome. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's do I it loved again. it. Let's do it again. Can we run back and do it again? Okay, we're gonna run back and do it okay, again. Right. And, oh nope. no, we can't. We can't run back. Not as fast as it's too slippery only here. Gun here that could shoot us back. Uh, I guess we just kind of gotta move on. Talk yeah. about. Let's just talk about this stage that we went that we went through, and thankfully we flew all the way over because I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Which is oil ocean. Yay. Yay, indeed, is the appropriate response. Because the first act here is the embodiment of a standard platforming level with relatively nothing standing mm. out. Everything that it has in here has been done yeah. already. And it's just boring just here. Another, it's like... Uh, just, it's, I'm not... It does... Jeremy, you agree? Good man. I I mean what was what did you what did you think of the stage? Yeah, Jerem. Tell us. That's a great way to sum it up. I would completely agree with you. I mean everything is being recycled I mean, here. Yeah. The fans yeah. are from the flying battery zone. Um being shot into the air, honestly. The way that they put it is just the least inspired way of getting up into the air that they've done so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of spikes just like uh, just around to slow your forward yeah. momentum. Um, being shot place to place just via these stupid cannons is uninspired and it's just kind of boring. Like the cannons don't even look cool. They look like just fucking like ex yeah. they were ripped from the original like Sonic. guns. Like yeah, like the there's not even guns. Like get put the guns back in from the other stage. The coolest thing about this this act is the fact that if you have fire and you're on an oil slick, it makes yeah. like fire explosions yeah, that's, happen. That's the cool part. That's the coolest part of the stage. Otherwise, I'm genuinely not impressed with Act One, and I think they could have done better. Yeah. Um, it's basically just boring. And you know what caps off this boringness? The fucking mini boss. Yeah, which is like also because nothing at all. I swear to God, they just saw some dude fixing their plumbing one day <laughs> in the office, and they were like, "He should be a mini boss." <laughs> I had that same thought. <laughs> it's just okay. The mini boss's name is Meter Droid. It's just a dude with a with a wrench. Yeah, like all he does is throws the wrench. And then turns valves. <laughs> like, this is the least... It's like... the Oh, God, it's so boring. Like, fair enough. Like, oh, he'll turn a wrench. And it might cause some of the platforms to go up and kind of crush you on the spikes. But, like, God damn it. If you're going to see that, because he starts off by throwing his fucking wrench at you... And then by the time he switches to the other attack, unless you're an idiot, he's already yeah. dead. Like, this is a very boring fight. <laughs> to cap off a very boring first act. Unnecessary, I think, is the, the good word. End of <laughs> act one. This is the fastest we've gone through an act. Just goes to show I don't really have much to say about there isn't it. There much to talk about it. But there is a little bit more to talk about in Act 2, because after we destroy the Janet, the Robo 
handyman or whatever. Um, it causes the entire oil ocean to explode. Yeah. So maybe that wasn't our best plan, <laughs> destroying this. But at least it's a little more interesting now. Yes, and it actually starts off by introducing you to a game mechanic prior to you actually even starting yeah. the stage, which is cl- clearing the <laughs> air. Um, so you would hang on to these ropes, which ventilates the area, so to not so you don't choke to death on the uh, fumes of mm-hmm. the oil. And by the way, I did time this out to see how long it actually takes before uh, from when you've actually cleared the air to it start being right. deadly again. Uh, according to my timer, it was about thirty-two oh, that's seconds. A long time. Yeah, so you have a full half a minute to make sure you get to another one of those vents to clear the area. All right, so that seems pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's well, it's not too punishing because i think if they did that it would be a lot more yeah, annoying true, true. because this way it's kind of spread out a little bit to not be too much of an inconvenience yeah. but at the same time it is right. still a challenge okay that's yeah fitting so fitting. i think it's i think i think it's implemented yeah. in the right way um and then another mechanic is diy springs you gotta bring your own <laughs> torque buddy byot <laughs> D-Y-O-T. D-Y-O-T-B. Um, but yeah, so basically what you just do is press on the spring until it's kind of cocked all the way back, and then you get shot. Yeah. Like a normal yeah. spring. Um, so kind of just a twist on an existing game element, which is uh, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Weird, because I mean... You would want to probably move through the stage a bit faster, considering the 30-second time right. limit here. And then kind of DIYing your own springs is just slowing yeah, you down. But, ca- but It's a little annoying, cool but... If, like, I don't know if there is this, but if you needed to like push the spring only halfway to get to a certain platform, you know? That's probably a, a thing that happens yeah. there, but uh, I guess the natural tendency is to push it all the way back. Um, which kind of sucks up maybe about five seconds of your time, which again, probably is being used to add to the difficulty of the stage and to make the timing a little more stressful there. I never thought of it that way. So it might be adding to the overall mechanic of clearing the air and kind of making it more compelling. So let's put it that way. Um, and then there's a level feature here where the level kind of... You don't have to necessarily do this, but um, you could end up in a submarine, which kind of just goes below the oil in a kind of underwhelming little tiny platforming section where you just kind of go from one end of the submarine to the other and then just get shot out in a different part of the stage. Yeah, that that's cool. Which is kind of a, a nice... It's a nice break from the yeah. smog. So it's not unwelcome. But yeah, it's there. It's cool. And then you make it to the boss of this section, the uh, Mega Octus. Yeah, better than the mini boss. I would tend to agree. It at least has a little bit more personality. <laughs> um, so the Mega Octus fight starts by him... It, or it's ripping the platforms down into the oil, um, which apparently are buoyed because they kind of come back up. 
Um, and then he'll, in this order, kind of try to attack you. Uh, he'll shoot a tentacle shot, which is just like he shoots a spiked tentacle at you onto one of the whatever platform you're on. He'll bring out a laser that will shoot three lasers depending on the uh, your current height or the height of where your head is at. Uh, so actually a good way to kind of cheat this is every time it fires at you, just duck and then go back up. And then it'll just keep trying to shoot at your head. But if you just keep ducking, it'll go back to where your head was at that first point, which was up. And then you go down. It's tracking your head movements. So just be uh, aware of that. And then these, and then it comes with comes up above the uh, oil with two spherical cannons that shoot uh, energy beams at you. And then tries to bad touch you with tentacles. Uh, so you better stay out of the way. Otherwise, it uh, it'll try and pull you yeah. under. It's kind of this boss is very like Mega Man reminiscent. Yeah, I could see that. Which one were you thinking of? Um, I wasn't thinking of one in specific. Just like the whole like it's got a whole different bunch of attacks and mechanics. Yeah, like it has multiple yeah. phases you gotta, and like, learn uh, it. You gotta learn kind of attacks and stuff. I like it. Exactly. It's not as straightforward as it should be. Or, sorry, it's not as straightforward as, you know, the previous right. fight even or other fights. But I think it's just kind of like, what a... It's a boss fight. That's a yeah. good boss fight. <laughs> Which is weird because, you know, not a lot of them yeah. have been good. So, I would say this is, uh, on the scale of bosses, one of the better Great. ones. It's definitely not the best one or even, like, maybe top yeah. five. Well, it's probably yeah. number five. Five around there yeah again we haven't finished the rest of the stages yeah. so we're not sure yet so far but it's a good one it's good. and that's the end Woo! of act two Yay! <laughs> and then we uh sorry <laughs> and we do an internet backstory very quickly internet backstory internet backstory uh, oh quickly okay right, go. okay very quickly uh a little bit of trivia here for the big octus the tactics eggman deploys during the Mega Octus boss fight are similar to those used by the Submarine Eggman 2, which is a... I will look at that momentarily. Which is from Sonic the Hedgehog 2, um, when he fights you in the hilltop zone. Um, and then the bullet shooters used by the Mega Octus are similar to those used by uh heat arms i uh, borrowed the heat arms mini boss in the lava reef zone from sonic and knuckles <laughs> and that's it for internet backstory on big Oc uh, big octus internet backstory oh yeah, cool oh, wow that's super cool and that's where we're gonna stop it today yep cut it stop break top here no. we're done bye okay bye <laughs> <laughs> no, we yeah, gotta do our outro we stuff. Love you guys, come on, we're not gonna leave you hanging. Joey, do you want to do the outro stuff? I seem to be doing it more recently, and I need to take a drink of All water. Right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, yeah, like you know what to do. Write it down. Don't forget at it's the extreme it's 
T-H-E-S-T-R-E-A-M. Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> you know, Instagram, Instagram, I should ask you to do Gmail. this more often. <laughs> what? I should ask you to do this more often. <laughs> it's so much better than what I do. It's like, well, yeah, man. It's cool. It's um, different. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much again for listening. Like Joey said, you could follow us on all the things, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, I um, said that already, Zach. Facebook page. <laughs> you're right. I'm just treading over everything. It's the extreme. Never sleeps now. Um, thank, thank you, you guys. again. Yeah. Yes. Thank you to them. Go check out their shows. Best of friends. Uh, Talking wrestling. Speech bubble. All awesome shows. Um, yeah, and that's all I really got for today. Um, so I guess Joey will. Uh, mm. Joey, I feel I feel a random transport coming on. I don't want to do that- it. I don't want to do it. I want to do something okay. else. Okay. I want to. I want to. I picture this grand vision of us kind of going off into into the sunset and kind of going through a mythical door that just takes us into a new dimension and then damn it did we pop already god damn it we're already in the new place already i I just i was just storyboarding where we should be i was so into it oh damn it all and we're in the lava reef zone already we came here too fast Uh. Damn it. Uh, we'll talk to you guys okay. next week. Do it. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.